Welcome to Seers, Beers, Knowers, and Doers, a podcast about intuition. Do you know what that is? Intuition to me is that inner sense or knowing that something is true, and yet I have no proof. But there's so many definitions, and there's so many ways it can come. I'm looking to bring together and share with you some amazing guests who have some amazing life stories and also some insights into how intuition can come. And I'm looking to gather those crows in the trees. I hope you're one of them. I hope that this podcast inspires you to be more connected to your intuition. And I hope that by doing that, we make the world a better place. Thanks for coming on this journey with me. Before we get started today, I would love to share some tools with you to help with stress and feeling overwhelmed, especially for the energetically sensitive person. Feel free to go to my store on my website at www.healingvitality.ca. Thanks so much for coming on this journey with me. So I'm excited today to have my friend Kathy Coleman back. And it's been, well, probably a year since we talked, or if not close anyways. So welcome back, Kathy. Thank you so much. It's a pleasure to be here. Since we last talked, you have really gotten more intense with your study of Japanese psychology. And I've never heard of Japanese psychology before you said those two words to me way back when. So can you explain to everybody what the heck Japanese psychology is so that they can get an understanding? And then we can get into how you found it. And because it's not on a lot of people's radars, but as soon as people know about it, they're like, oh, my God, let's share with the world. Yeah, for sure. So Japanese psychology, really, it's the psychology of natural mental wellness. There are really two components to it. The first one is what we call Morita therapy. And Morita is really the psychology of action and attention. That's the basis of that. There are six components within that. And just quickly, those components are control, action, acceptance, naturalness of feelings, attention, and purpose. So that's sort of Morita therapy, and then it expands into this huge world using all of those components and the psychology of the action and attention. The second part to Japanese psychology is something we call Nikon. And Nikon is a tool of self-reflection. And there are three questions that you ask yourself about your world, about your relationship, about your friendships, about your family. It can be, uh, with regard, it can be really broad or it can be really minute. And with that practice, the more specific you are, the better. So those are really the two components. And what I have found, so I, I found this about three years ago, and I can't believe the strength that I have gathered from it over these last three years. It really has been outstanding. So it, it became something I really just had to share. Well, and it's been interesting because I've been privy to tandem training the same group of people as you a couple of times now. And you could just see how you refocus the group if there's a stress that comes up or if people are triggered. Like you could just see how using some of these techniques and teaching these techniques to these people who are highly triggerable just diffuses the situation in moments, really. So it's been interesting to witness as an observer the impact it has on people that you can just 
reformat somebody's experience. Is that true? Is that true what I've witnessed with tandem training with you before? Absolutely. And I think the thing with it, people who I help with this or guide through this, they experience as large of a change as I did or larger, depending on, on where they are. And it is as quick as a word or a sentence, once they've learned and they understand, removing themselves from a, an area of stress or panic or anxiety can literally be as quick as that one sentence they learned, or maybe it's even a word that they learned. It can be that quick. So absolutely. Mm-hmm. And my understanding of it is it's it's almost shifting the perception of the issue or where they stand with the issue. Is that true? I think it's, yes, I think so. I think it's also, I find this part really hard to express or explain, but I think it's also a reframing of how we see ourselves in the world. I think we've, I think in order to, to move away from, or at least lessen those fears and anxieties and those triggers, we actually have to sort of reframe a little bit uh, around how we think about it. And I think that's what this is really good at. Okay. And how did you run across this? It's funny because throughout my education, so I studied traditional psychology at university, and then I studied positive psychology and then strength psychology, and everything was lovely and beautiful and everything I hoped it would be, but I always still felt like something was missing, and I wasn't sure how to bring the pieces together. I wasn't sure how to complete the puzzle, if you will, and I was just looking for alternatives. I, you know, uh, thanks to you, I, I studied the whole Ponopono, so uh, there's just been so many places that I was still searching and intuitively just Googling, 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 and and reading and finding. And, and this one day, I'm not even sure what I Googled because I had <laughs> been looking for so long and doing so much of it. Um, I'm not even sure. And then the Toto Institute showed up on the screen, and I thought, what is that? And it was it, it just drew me in intuitively. I just, I, I couldn't then leave it. I couldn't walk away. I couldn't close the browser. I had to read everything, and it was pictures of Japanese structures and it just the zen of it and the draw of it I just I couldn't I couldn't close it and I started reading and reading and I didn't actually do anything about it until about a year later just a busy time I was working full-time as a manager and and it just didn't work so so it just continued in that way that I just kept going back to this website and I earmarked it and I would read another article and I would read more about it and I learned more about the director and his wife and I just kept you know, the learner in me from Strikefinder just kept gathering all this information. And then it was actually two years ago in January when I first joined the membership of the Toto Institute and started my, my study. So that that was just, it was all just feeling the draw, just being drawn in so greatly for the, for the peace of it all. It was so peaceful and so real and oh my gosh we do have so much more control over the things that impact us than we ever thought possible so that was kind of it well and then you were drawn to take it to the next level because i remember you talking about this trip you were going to go with japanese psychology and then the whole thing blew up i think you couldn't go and then it turned out that you could go later right yeah so i was supposed to go the fall of 2018 and I had accepted a contract and the contract didn't allow me to leave. 
um, a whole bunch of stuff happened with that, and I, I couldn't I couldn't get away, so I had to postpone it. And then last fall, and this is what we call a residential certification. So you actually have to go and live in that environment for nine days, and it's communal living. There's a whole bunch of people doing their certification, and we cook together and we study together, and you know it was kind of that communal thing, which I never thought ever in my life that I would enjoy, but I absolutely loved it. It was amazing. It was an amazing experience. So when I first started looking into the Japanese psychology, I wasn't, I don't think I knew from the beginning that I was going to work towards a certification. But as I continued to learn and take a few courses here and there, uh, it became a, a non-negotiable. I knew I had to go. And that was what took me to Vermont, to the Toto Institute last year in September. And you came back a different person. <laughs> I did come back a different person. There's no question. The, uh, the skill, well, Greg Creech and his wife, Linda Anderson, they have been running this um, institute for more than 25 years. And just their knowledge and their insight and their love for what they do, their empathy for people, the desire to help change how we see the world and how we move in it from relationships to self-management to, oh my gosh, every single thing. It was just one of the most powerful things I think I've ever experienced. And I remember you saying, how do I keep this feeling? How do I keep this feeling? I have to keep this feeling. I have to, I'm going to do my practices. I'm doing my practices. And then, and you did, you did it for quite some time. And then I remember like stupid happened. Um, I don't know, for about four, five, six months of your life last year, just in terms of busy, like most people wouldn't be able to accomplish two thirds of what you did and you got it all done and you could still see yourself recalibrating like you'd lose it periodically and then you'd recalibrate to this Japanese psychology place and then you'd lose it and then you'd recalibrate. Like I just saw, remember seeing the waves of, of Japanese psychology coming back. Oh, there's that Kathy I saw, you know, in amongst all this stupidness, (laughs) There's that <laughs> Kathy again. Is that true? Was I witnessing that properly? Uh, absolutely. I, I have to tell you, between between like February and November of 2019, it was probably the most ridiculous time of my entire life. And you're right. We we it was constantly regrounding, regrounding, regrounding. If you if you think about the way I think about it is you know, the roots of a tree and the roots go into the ground and and provide that stability and that grounding for that tree. Well, that's kind of what the Japanese psychology has been for me. The tree blows in the wind and it loses its leaves and, you know, like maybe sometimes I feel like I'm losing my mind, at least last year. And then, you know what, spring rolls around and the trees and the leaves come back and the tree is strong and it's beautiful again and it's all those things. So I kind of equate it to that when I think about that filtering in and out that you just talked about, because life does hit us. I mean, it hits everybody. But when you have a skill set that you really believe in and that you really focus on and stay with, it really can be the roots uh, that ground you. It really can be. So part of the challenge that we experience as people who are trying to learn and move forward is that we, we learn something or we read something or we do an assessment or we we, we take one step forward, but then we don't, we don't own it. We don't keep it, and we don't fall in love with it, and we don't apply it in our world. And I feel very fortunate because I have been able to do that with this study of Japanese psychology. I feel like I've really been able to just keep 
keep it close to my heart and, and own it and share it with others, which is honestly, to me, I feel like I always knew my purpose was to help people, but I feel like everything just showed itself intuitively for whatever reason. I knew this was the direction. Somehow, some way, it brought everything together, and now I get to give that to other people and to provide some grounding for them, which honestly, it just makes my world shine. Well, and to me, those intuitive places, when we leap and follow them, there is no deeper joy or deeper purpose or deeper satisfaction that comes from it when you're when you're just kind of bumbling along and you don't have that intuitive nudge making you go a certain direction or a certain place it's almost like you get to experience mediocrity (laughs) of sorts yeah yeah and then when you find that you you leap towards those nudges then then you get to experience the amped up version of all those emotions to me like on the positive side anyways sometimes it does take you to deeper places because you have to clean up your stuff in order to stay on that path like you really have to clean up your your internal junk drawer and live those highs of satisfaction and gratitude and joy because it it seems like in order to be in that purposeful place you have to have that channel cleaned up and it's the garbage in your junk drawer that gets in the way of the channel (laughs) i don't know i don't know where that's coming from but (laughs) does that make sense to you yeah you are 100 percent correct like hit the nail on the head no question because i think that um i mean honestly i have been working on my self-growth my entire life i think since i was about 18 um i you know i've been working at it pretty much consistently and uh, again i attribute that to the learner in me and through the strengths but and the talents but um Every time you take a step forward and you and you clean up a piece of that junk drawer, <laughs> you know, it's like an onion. Sometimes more is revealed, and then and then you you're like, but wait, I, I just thought I cleaned that, and then and then this this sort of back and forth, one step forward, two steps back, it kind of continues, and then all of a sudden it feels like you took about twenty steps forward, and all of a sudden the drawer is half clean. But you have to be willing, I think, to go through that face the face whatever it is that that is there and uh i can tell you that when i was in vermont it was one of the most cleansing and self-realization times of my entire life and 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 i i know that i was ready for that i i know i was and that's why i was i i was i was giddy i had I drove there by myself. It was in the fall. The leaves were beautiful. I enjoyed every minute. From the time I got in my car, I took my bike. I got to mountain bike in Vermont. Um, I enjoyed every single minute. It was so easy. And I think that's the piece we forget. You know, intuitively, when we take those leaps in the right place, it it, it doesn't really feel like work. It's just this explosion of oh my goodness, what's going to happen next? Like, what? Oh, I can't wait, what's coming next? You know, it's that kind of euphoria that that I have felt since the moment that I started in this direction and started studying. I don't know how to explain it, but you're exactly right. It t- you 
once you clean it, you might take a few steps back. Then you got to keep cleaning and fighting forward. And then you all of a sudden arrive at this place. And I feel like my, my junk drawer is pretty clean. I mean, we always have some stuff. But I, I, I yeah, I think, I think mine is, I think it's getting pretty cleaned up. Yeah. Well, and I think that is, even if you're like, I, I don't know if we always have junk until we die kind of thing. Maybe, maybe not. But I think that there's a piece that you get a pause of peace in between the moments of, oh, it's time to clean up that junk drawer again. <laughs> you know, when you're in that alignment intuitively, like even if there's drama happening around you, you you still have this moment of of peace that you witness the drama and go, yeah, okay, some of that's mine and some of it's not mine. So I don't need to own all that. Like that just, it, it puts a different spin on things when you when you follow your intuition, I find. Yeah, it really does. It has a bigger reason or a bigger purpose or, or something. And I trust my intuition greatly. I, I, I trust it. So if I get that nudge and I go that way, I, I sometimes even just go blindly because I trust it so deeply. Well, and, and it, it's you know. been an evolution because your first podcast you did, it was all about, well, it doesn't map on paper. <laughs> like, <laughs> I picked that wrong parking lot, like, right. whatever. <laughs> so so has Japanese psychology helped you get more in touch with your intuition? Or what's that evolution been? Um, what would you relate that to? I think that... I think that intuitively it confirms things I always believed to be true, that there was a better way, that we didn't have to take, I mean, listen, some people need antidepressants and some people need anti-anxiety medications, especially in the times of true trauma and, and life events. And sometimes you need that to, you know, to get you moving forward or to get you back into a, a place of mobility. Um, but I always believed there was another way. My entire life, I believed that you know, that the use of medications and such were, were overdone. And, you know, I, I feel like Japanese psychology supported that intuitiveness in the biggest way because the changes that I've seen in people, I mean, I have worked with, in my, in my classes, I have worked with people who were schizophrenic, I have worked with bipolar, uh, ADHD, high anxiety disorder. There have been so many people, and all I'm doing is teaching the class. We're spending... Six hours together a day for 10 weeks or however long the program is. And honestly, they leave there different people, mm-hmm. very, very different people. And so, you know, when somebody with schizophrenia writes you a note and says, my goodness, for the first time, I feel a little bit like my brain might be normal. Mm-hmm. Well, how could that be? Right. You know what I mean? How, how is that? How did that happen? I can't tell you how that happened. I don't know. All I know is that it brings me great joy that through sitting in a room and having the types of discussions we had and, and using the tools and, and teaching them that that gave them something like that. I don't know how. I don't question it. I'm just like, great. Yeah. Have at it. Have at it. Right? Yeah. Yeah. For sure. And you can, you can see the, because sometimes I've I've met these clients of yours or students of yours early, and then I've gone back and been there later. So there's been a time elapse of two or three weeks even in that 10-week right. program. And 
you can see the shifting happening almost in how they change even their openness to new concepts or their ability to accept change in the agenda or it's just interesting to see that when people are given the opportunity to be exposed to this information how receptive they can be when they start to use the tools well they start to believe that there's another way and then that gives them a sense of freedom you know you mean I don't have to be scared to be out in public? You mean I don't have to be concerned about having an anxiety attack in the middle of my job interview? You know, they start to really understand that they have way more control than they ever believed. And that's one of my personal, I mean, I preach that like no tomorrow about that, that whole locus of control. And it is, I mean, I've always used that. I was thrilled to see it was part of the Marita therapy in, in the Japanese psychology. Because locus of control has been one of the things I have leaned on probably my entire life. And and to continue to be able to share that with people, my goodness, it does change. It changes your life completely. It really does. Deeply. From a a position of being vulnerable and, and having no ability to impact your world and to going to... Okay, so here, so I know I can't do anything about that. Well, let's set that aside because that doesn't matter. I can't do anything there. And if I spend my time there, I'm just going to beat myself up and live in fear and worry and anxiety. But if I, if I figure out what little things, even the littlest thing, if I can do one little thing and take my control back in one very small, minute way, that is the first step to going back into a world that for you feels more normal and free and at peace and, and all of those things. Those are the things that when, when we're working in that direction, and intuitively it comes out of my mouth. <laughs> I'm talking to somebody and I'll say, they'll say something be like, oh, we don't control that. So let's just talk about what you can control. Like, I feel like I'm always sharing and teaching, almost always. And sometimes I think, oh, sheesh, I should probably, I should probably get a better control on that. But it's something that excites me so much and I see such great results that I just want to I just want to give it to everybody. Well, and you are now doing videos on your Facebook. I am, yes. That is sharing yes. tools with the whole world as well, which is cool. Yes. I love to help people. <laughs> Sometimes they don't want the help. So I guess that's a cleaning up my junk drawer that I have to work on because you, you have to know if your help is wanted. But when I had to really basically postpone my business, my you know, my clients weren't on it, were unable, corporate clients and personal clients and all of that were, there. this is not where we are today. We can't, I can't be working with them. So after about a week of being home and uh, what I would call, you know, at a business halt, I was reading on, I was on Facebook and I was reading the news and I thought, oh my goodness, everything is just so negative and scary and fearful and can create, I mean, the things that I was reading in, a, in anybody, in some other people, could cause huge anxiety and fear and, and all those things. So I decided to start to share some of my tools on Facebook. And so my Facebook page is Kathy Colvin Coaching and Training. And on that business page is where all I've done, I think it's 13 different videos. Everything from the first one was about locus of control because it, it's the one I love. But everything from you know, supporting how they think to how they move to the actions they take to the routines they build, all of that sort of stuff. So, and the results have been great. People are loving it, and I'm getting lots of great views and click throughs and, and responses. So, 
So far, it's been a lot of fun. It keeps me busy and purposeful in doing what I love, and then it's and then it's out there, you know, giving giving this stuff to other people, and hopefully, will help them move through this in a better way. Well, and it helps them get to know you a little bit more and get exposure in a way because you weren't on social media before, and now you've arrived, which is which is good. <laughs> well, not to this extent, that's for sure. I mean, I've always had a Facebook page, and I, you know, I'm on LinkedIn and stuff, but. I haven't been very active. I'm, you know, I'm in my 50s. Social media is just not where my talent lies. I'm all about the people, not not these types of tools. But this has given me a bigger purpose to learn about it because this is about the people, right? This is about the people helping them move through this, this really crazy, unprecedented time that we find ourselves in. Yeah, absolutely. Well, thank you so much for today, Kathy. I'm excited to share what you're up to and and give people more access to finding you because I do believe that there's there's definitely people that will resonate with what you're talking about and this Japanese psychology and they can they can find you now through Facebook, but you you have uh, a website as well that is going to have tools on it down the road, I believe, and a way to access you in person. So. Yes, and kathycoleman.ca is my website, and it is up and running. So you can you can reach out that way. You can reach out through Facebook, or you can just follow along. Go and follow and like the page, and anything that comes up, you'll you'll get a notification. And you know there'll be lots of tools and and follow ups going on there. So this is great. Thank you so much. Well, thank you so much for having me and letting me share my passion with uh, with all your listeners. Well, the fact that it's all been intuitively led, it's it's just joyful. <laughs> it is indeed. <laughs> Thank you so much for giving us your time today. We truly appreciate our guests for sharing their stories and insights about how intuition has impacted their lives. And I'm so grateful for Peter Trainer for his time in giving me this original music. It's now your turn. It's your turn to listen and act on your own intuition and help make the world a better place. Until next time, keep seeing, being, knowing, and doing. If you like this podcast, please share it. If you want to find others like it, go to www.healingvitality.ca or wherever you would find your podcasts. We would love to have you join us on this journey. Come be a crow sitting in the tree. Be part of our community.